0: Here again, Todd.
1: Here we are again, Will. And in this episode, we are going to be looking at a key value area called unrealized value.
0: Indeed we are. Yeah. And it could be the most interesting out of all of them.
1: <laughs> it could be. Actually, I really like this unrealized value KVA. I think that some people have a little bit of a hard time putting this in the context of their, their work. And so, hopefully, what we're doing here and what we uh, what we what we bring up and how we talk about this lends itself to you being able to take this and and bring this into your office environment. So, I think without further ado, Will, what I what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a screen share happening here and shift us into the board that we were um, that we're going to be using throughout the duration of this class. And uh, you know, we mentioned evidence as a component of evidence based management. There's four key value areas. Today we're talking about unrealized value. Perhaps will the way to get started for this is for us to try to define this as simply as possible. What do you think?
0: Yeah, so let's let's give it a let's give it a go. So, in 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 very short, um, unrealized value is about identifying the satisfaction gap. So, what value are we? not delivering what customers aren't we reaching what markets aren't we reaching right and not as a not as a thinking exercise but what can we measure to to make clear to us that satisfaction gap
1: yeah. I really like that. Uh, when we talk about the satisfaction gap and what value are we not delivering? Because what value are we not delivering? You said some, some, some sneaky things there that I want to dive into, right? This could be, um, acquiring new customers it could be value that we're not delivering and we, we don't have those customers until we deliver that value, right? Um, so it's a satisfaction gap for new and emerging customers. It could be us looking at market share. Right, we're we're one percent of the market right now. We have ninety nine percent possibility of gaining it, yeah.
0: or something as simple as looking at a competing product that's doing really well, and you know mapping out well what features do they have that we don't, and how far away are we from feature parity?
1: Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, and so the, the, these are all things that you would do when we're trying to figure out what unrealized value is. Now, will. We talked and we promised to have conversations around our own businesses when it comes to unrealized value and what we do and how we perceive unrealized value. And I know you've got a good story for it. I've got a good story for what we do and how we learned and some things around unrealized value from an Agile for Humans perspective. But um, why don't you, you okay with starting?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think the, the way I got started with this was in, in a really informal way. Um, in my, in my day-to-day consulting is I started logging the questions I got from customers that I didn't have an answer to. Right. And there, there's some, there's some use of judgment there because we often get asked questions to which there are no answers. Um, but there were parts where I started mapping out, well, here's here's a customer that is asking for knowledge that is available in the market but that I don't have. Hmm. Right? And so I am underserving the needs of the people uh, that I'm meant to help. Right? So that is a very personal unrealized value.
1: I like that. I, I'm going to put that up here, Will, just as an example on it, but we'll um uh so uh, knowledge you didn't have
0: yeah yeah and and not not from not from my own perspective of what do i want to learn about but what's knowledge that my customer needs me to have
1: uh, that's that's a really good one knowledge you didn't have but were being asked for by a customer do you have a specific example
0: uh absolutely absolutely so um one one very clear thing uh, that I ran into at a, a customer is I started getting a lot of questions around how does agility impact strategy, and how do you interface with the with the strategic mm-hmm. layer of the of the company? And, and strategy is this really nebulous topic, right? It's it's almost as nebulous as agile itself. And so I found that I couldn't give a clear and concise definition of strategy Hmm. and because i couldn't do that i couldn't link it very well to what we were doing in agility and and where those areas overlap right because what i found out and what i had in my head is well strategy is it's it's goal setting and it's long-term planning but it turns out actually that when i really made it explicit to myself hey i'm getting this many questions on this topic that i don't have an answer to Right. It's worth diving into. And so I did. And I actually found out that my understanding of strategy was very flawed and actually wrong at points. But so, so was my customers. Hmm. And because I educated myself in being able to provide this knowledge um, and, and help my customer tackle with questions, I found that I was also able to deliver value on a topic outside of agility itself. And so that increased not only my current value, but opened up this whole new market for me, hmm. right? So it actually increased my unrealized value on a yeah. more more long term perspective.
1: Yeah, this is this is interesting, Will, because I I have the statement here: What value are we not delivering? Uh, this could also be what value are we not able to deliver currently. Right, yeah. And your in your context, so is it what we we're, we're not able to deliver? Uh, so there, that was a satisfaction gap. There was a satisfaction. There was something that a customer wanted that you were unable to fulfill. And so you made the conscious choice to spend the time and the effort to fulfill that, right? Absolutely. That's, yeah, Absolutely. that's a great story. Um, should I talk about Agile for Humans and what we've discovered for Unrealized Value just recently?
0: Yeah, share your corporate secrets.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what we're here for, right? So at Agile for Humans, um, one, thing that, one thing that we started to dive into uh, when we're, we're looking at new, so looking at different ways we could structure goals for Q1 or Q2 of the current year, um, what we arrived on is looking at our existing students, right? And we started studying how many of those students come back to another class. And we realized that that percentage is really small, but we had heard from students. I really, I got that. I went to that new class. I talked to these people, but they weren't coming to us, but they were coming back to tell us about how much they enjoyed it. And so what we thought is, um, how do we then, uh, unrealized value, how a large percentage of students don't come back, but still attend another training. How do we get those people to be engaged with us? Not to spend money or anything, but to, you know, to help us achieve our goal of uncovering better ways of working, we feel like our messaging and the strategies and the things that we're helping people with will help to fulfill that. Right. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we said is that we were going to focus on a goal of trying to acquire those students and interactions with them back with us, whether that be through a class, we have an experiment out there. This is, this is how well, we arrived on building a community which is not training, but what we wanted to do is have that community so we knew that people were interacting with us there, interacting with us on YouTube and interacting with us in the classroom. So that community was unrealized value. We didn't have one before. And that's how we arrived at that by measuring uh, the uh, percentage of return students. Yeah, And that KVM underneath unrealized value allowed us by asking that question to to understand what value are we not delivering today? And we didn't have a community and we really felt like that would up our interactions. So I I guess my point with how we arrived at this is, is uh, this just looking at a measurement underneath here, KVM key value metric underneath unrealized value, which you could argue you could place this under current value too, but under unrealized value led us to a hypothesis of what value we're not delivering today, which are, which led us to, Creating humanscom
0: Yeah. Well, and 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 now you're hitting the nail on the head because by measuring these things, that allows you to start asking additional questions, right? So, so we know there is some some sort of missing value here, but by mapping out what is the size of this missing value, right, and what is the size of the market associated with it, is is it worth our our effort and risk to pursue these things, mm-hmm. right? Should we invest in this? Yes or no. Right. And that's why I wasn't only mapping what kind of questions am I am I being asked. So what knowledge am I missing, but I was also mapping that frequency. Right. And so when I see a a a, a missing missing bit in my knowledge, and I see that knowledge being demanded very often, I know, hey, you know, there's there's something here, there's something worth pursuing. Right. And I think it's it's the same for you. Yeah. What students are we are we trying to reach? Um, Right. Not just what's the percentage there, but also what are these people trying to do? Right. And how do we support them? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that as we as we kind of take a step back, I I hope that everybody appreciates the two examples that we have. Right. And can start to ask some of these questions, because that's what this is all about. This isn't. This isn't going to tell you exactly what you should need to do. It's going to tell you options. What we also encourage that you do is try one option, try it quickly, and see see what impact there is with that option, right? And then and then go from there. Conti- see if it's con- if, see if it's worth continuing to pursue, right? A little bit of thinking in bets here, right? A little bit of Annie do take small bets to see if your hypotheses are are you can validate that they are going to bring value to you your customers.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And that's, that's the point just figuring out that, that there's a place where you're not serving customers or a market that you're not reaching that doesn't automatically translate into. So we should go for that market. No, it allows you to make that judgment call of should we, is it worth it? And then to kind of climb through that truth curve uh, to borrow, to borrow a concept from, from lean UX and seeing, okay, if I reduce that satisfaction gap, right? If I if I start realizing some of this value, is it worth the effort? And what, what percentage of the pie is left there? And is it worth pursuing? Or should I focus on increasing the current value for my existing customers?
1: Yeah, I love it. Um, the, for some reason, Will, this is my favorite. This is my favorite KVA. Uh, I think that's the product owner in me. You know, always looking for the greatest. It's a, it's both a strength and a flaw. Well, this is,
0: I think this is the KVA that is most associated with the future. Mm-hmm. Right. The other three: current value, ability to innovate, and time to market. They tell you something about what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. What do you have? What are your current capabilities? Unrealized value is the future-focused one. Where's what's what's that? What's the empty area on the map? What's beyond the horizon for us to explore?
1: Yeah, I like it. And you know, I, I think a last point I'm gonna make as I put future focus down here is that I'll oftentimes people ask us when should we retire a product or when should we stop investing in it? Perhaps when you can't find any unrealized value left, right? When 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 this tank is empty. Question your budget. Doesn't yep. mean you can't. Doesn't mean you can't chase current value. It just uh, question your your investment.
0: Yeah. Either when the when the tank is empty or when the conversion costs are simply too high.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think this might be a wrap. Will. unrealized value the KVA. I-
0: I think I'm getting a very clear signal from mother nature that this is it. uh, (laughs)
1: now. (laughs) Yeah. So hopefully everybody enjoyed this episode on unrealized value. Uh, And uh, probably next is current value. If you're watching these in the progression that we intended, if not, you're coming back to watch this again. Hopefully you found something new and insightful.
0: Absolutely. We'll see you next episode.